0: moments where we feel remarkably unqualified, but for some strange reason, we choose to be unafraid. I'm Jessica Rowe, a film student, creative, and the host of this podcast. I don't know what I'm doing, and neither do my guests, as together we dive into conversations about boldly following our passions and kicking goals. With a focus on creativity and being a young adult in Adelaide, Unqualified and Unafraid embraces just going for it. So I'm here again recording with Abby. You guys have heard Abby before on the Gig Guide podcast, on the Film School podcast, and now we're back here to talk about something a little bit different, which is introversion and extroversion. Because, well, I know for me personally, I always find myself talking about this topic with, like, anyone who comes within a two-minute (laughs) radius of me. And Abby also has been reading a book called Quiet, which is about this very topic so yeah we thought we'd dive into it and talk about our own relationships with introversion and extroversion and kind of talking about what it means and how to make sure it doesn't become toxic and things like that the definition of introvert and extrovert how would you define it
1: mm, I think it's being contested like all the time mm. by like, researchers and stuff because what I've been reading in the book is that Generally speaking, it is um, whether you draw energy from social interaction or not. Mm. Um, introverts being not at all like hardly like don't really draw any energy, and you're you're left drained of energy after social inter- interaction usually. Yeah, and you need that sort of solitude and time with yourself to sort of get that energy back. Yeah, whereas extroverts very much draw from draw energy from social
0: interaction. Definitely. Also, to add, like, anything, basically, it's it would be, like, on a spectrum. It's not just black and white. Like, someone isn't just kind of mm. – someone can't – like, nobody can be around people all the time, you know? Mm. Um, I think some people don't want to label themselves as an extrovert because they're like, oh, no, but I need alone time too. It's like, yeah, everybody needs alone time. Mm. But you might just draw a lot more energy from being around people than otherwise.
1: Yeah, I think there's no such thing as a 100% extrovert <laughs> or introvert.
0: Yeah, um, no way, because otherwise you'd just be, like, a recluse. And I'll get the internet um, definition up. Oh, this is... I do not agree with the Oxford language's meaning. Okay. What it's it? really, like, what we're going to... Disagree with Jay, okay. It says a shy, reticent person. Oh right, yeah, that's that's just a stereotype. Yeah, that's a stereotype. Okay, what does it say for extrovert? An outgoing, socially confident person.
1: Mm. That's just not true. That's like the first half of quiet is talking about like these, like what people would instantly associate with extrovert and introvert being like shy and confident. Yeah, that just sort of that black and white overview, yeah. but it's, it talks about how extroversion is, uh, I guess favoured in society a lot more, in ter- especially in like the workplace mm. um, and it also goes into like how religion, you have to be like oh, wow. an extroverted person to be sort of accepted into especially like Christianity like if you're not um, outwardly praising Jesus all the time and you're not loud about it, then mm. you're not, I guess, an ideal Christian. Yeah. So uh, it, it extroversion is, I think, definitely favoured more so in society than introversion. I think mostly because introversion is misunderstood and has been for a
0: long time. Yeah, totally. Maybe to illustrate our kind of disagree disagreeing with, like, that introvert means shy, we could talk about our own relationships with introversion and extroversion. Mm-hmm. So do you want to say, like, what you are and what your personality type is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always
1: forget. So I guess I'm an introvert, which I only discovered recently, probably in, like, the last couple of years. Wow. Um, and then my personality type is... I'm INFP. INFP, <laughs> <an FP>. okay. <laughs> yeah. Which... Is it, it's like introverted... Intuitive, feeling, prospecting.
0: Okay, sure, whatever <laughs> that means. <laughs> um, so how did you discover that you were an introvert? Or like, what does that mean to you? Like, what's your relationship with in, being an introvert? What does that mean to you?
1: Um, Like, no one really ever told me, oh, you're an introvert. Like, I can just tell after knowing you for a bit that you're an introvert. It's something that I guess I'm more concretely associated with myself uh, like coming to uni and people
0: like with all these like personality tests and stuff <laughs> um because you can only know yourself in relation to other people's personalities
1: yeah which is and really how weird. other people perceive you because i guess yeah i'm just sort of going around right in my head well it's
0: like what i think we were talking about the other day how in one friendship group you might be seen as like really loud or something mm. it's like all in relation to who you're with i guess yeah yeah
1: Yeah, before uni, I probably just, when the topic of introversion and extroversion came up, I'll just be like, oh yeah, I guess I'm a bit of like a, a bit of both, like an introverted extrovert. Mm. Um, And I I looked at it very like plainly and surface level, like, oh yeah, I I was that person that was like, oh yeah, I I like to spend time alone, but I also, you know, have friends and I'm not (laughs) like extremely shy and Mm. shy away from social interaction. Um, Yeah. What about you?
0: Well, I'm an extrovert and ENFJ, well, I've always just known that I'm an extrovert because I would always just basically always want to be around people and if I like during middle school, during high school, like if I had a weekend alone, I wouldn't really be that happy about it and this is kind of where my extroversion could get quite toxic when I was younger and Mm -hmm. even more recently probably where like. I would get sad if I had to be alone, or, like, I wouldn't want to be alone because i get anxious or something.
1: Do you get bored when you're yeah. alone? Mm.
0: Yeah. It's, like, um, I have to definitely plan for, like, when I'm alone. Like, what am I going to do? Like, what are some activities kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, because otherwise I just, yeah, get bored. Especially because I think um it comes into the fact that, like, I'm not a person who could just, like, watch TV for hours. Mm. Like... I wish that I could, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, I just get bored of it. Yeah. On the other hand, my relationship with extroversion is that um, I'm also quite shy and um, at first and more reserved than, like, what I perceive other extroverts to be. Like, I would always look at other extroverts around me and be like, hang on, but why aren't I, like, as confident and outgoing as this kind of thing? Mm-hmm. But then I just realised that um, – people with the NFJ personality type is actually a common thing that they will be like a reserved extrovert so I guess that's my relationship with it and that's why we say like it's not about whether you're shy or loud because I can be really quiet at Mm. times but I'm still an extrovert yeah yeah Yeah. I think that mostly
1: comes back to like drawing energy from social interaction yeah which I think is largely attributed to you
0: yeah definitely it's like I had to know my boundaries because I was because I identified so strongly with being an extrovert I was like oh I just I need to be around people all the time I'll just like make heaps of plans mm-hmm. I'll stay at uni as long as possible blah blah mm-hmm. and then I just felt burnt out and I was like oh actually I do need alone time like I really need alone time like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
1: And I guess my relationship with introversion I don't think about it too much in terms of like I'm an introvert I need this this and this um I'm I very much take things as they come like I probably in terms of like friendship groups I'm probably not the one that makes like suggests most of the plans I'm also someone that um if someone else else makes a plan I would sort of prepare myself for that and just sort of go with it, if you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. And it, I guess it's, um, and also with like meeting new people, I'll just sort of be who I think, like, I just sort of respond and interact with them in a way that I think they want me to interact with them. Yeah. Once I've adapted and, and I'm comfortable. I will... Like, you won't really show yourself
0: at first? Yeah, I guess.
1: Yeah, definitely, I would say. I just sort of be who I think I need to be around them until I feel comfortable enough to sort of speak my mind.
0: Yeah. And do you feel like... When you're doing that, do you feel like, oh, like, why am I doing this? Or are you like, this is just what I do? Like, how Um, do you feel about when you're doing that? Like, being someone you think they want?
1: In the moment, I'm just kind of like... It's almost like survival mode. Mm. It's just um, just say the right thing for the moment. Yeah. And once you've spent a certain amount of time with them, just relax it in, into it a bit more and just sort of yeah. um, respond how you would instinctively respond rather than um, – like respond how you want to and interact how you would uh, in a way that's – closer to who I am my personality yeah instead of a way that I think I should
0: yeah it's, hard to it's explain. kind of like you don't want to take any risks at first yeah before you've like assessed it yeah um yeah I, I definitely relate to like kind of observing more when you first come into a social situation but because I knew that I was like because I knew that I can be really outgoing mm-hmm. I would get frustrated with myself like why aren't you talking? Why can't you just show yourself? And no matter how hard I try, I just couldn't because that's just not how I operated. Like, I can't just go up and be like, like, say something crazy or anything. Mm. Like, I have to just, like, slow burn it. Yeah. And, like, now when I'm doing that, I don't, like, I used to not have fun when I was doing that. I used to be like, oh, this is so frustrating. Why can't I just, like, be confident? Blah, blah, blah. Like, all this negative talk. But now I'm like... I have fun kind of assessing the situation. I have fun, like, observing. And, yeah, yeah. And people don't actually, like... I don't know. I think I think when you're young, you have, like, a fear, especially when you're, like, a young teen, that people will, like, not notice you or you'll be, like, forgotten.
1: Mm. And,
0: and, like, if you come into a new social
1: circle, in a way, and playing it safe the entire time, you, you can predict what's going to happen if you're just sort of... Um, mm. Going through the motions of you know, yeah, that introduction stage and sort of getting to know everyone, but if you like, especially from an introversion sort of perspective, confidence and being extremely extroverted in a social situation can seem unnatural sometimes, and it does, and I guess that's how. If I perceive other people that way, I don't want to come across that way. Yeah. So, like, (laughs) I so relate to that, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like, I get secondhand, like, embarrassment or something. Or, not really embarrassment, I'm just like, I feel like it's fake. Like, I can tell that you're trying or something. But then at the same time, I admire that because it's like, I would never put myself out there in that way. Mm. So, like, I don't know whether it's because I'm, like, salty because I can never do that, or whether it's actually, like, but then again, it's like, yeah, I don't want to be perceived like that. Yeah. That's just not me. Like <laughs> Yeah. Because,
1: yeah, I don't know. It's not... I can't really pinpoint at the moment what it is about it, but, like, I guess in making new friends, you want to be sort of approachable and mellow and mild in a way that yeah. people don't feel intimidated by your energy in a way.
0: Yeah. Kind of onto one of our other topics is because... We've talked about, like, connecting with people before mm-hmm. and, like, we're talking about how important it is to try and, like, under- understand them or something that can make them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. I think if that's, like – I think if part of your ethos is to make someone feel uncomfortable uh, – to make someone feel comfortable, mm-hmm. it's, like, you don't want – you do want to come across more chilled out, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's also dipping into, like um, – Manipulation? Like, no, yeah. no, like, <laughs> feminism. Like
1: in terms of like women and girls are sort of conditioned to be pleasers if you Yeah, know what I mean, true. Rather and trying to make everyone else comfortable. Yeah. And not sort of taking into account their own needs. Yeah. Um I was listening to a podcast the other day on my hike <laughs> that, <laughs> that you missed out on unfortunately. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um and they were saying how there was some sort of uh, like the the woman in the podcast read an article and it was about how they asked some boys who were sitting on a couch watching TV if they were hungry, and without looking away from the TV, they just said yes, and then they asked the same thing to a group of girls that were sitting on the couch watching TV, and they said, like, are, are you hungry? And they all looked away from the TV and looked at each other, and without saying anything, they had this sort of telepathic communication with each other, and they, um, without speaking through, I guess, just eye contact mm. alone, they elected a speaker. Mm. And so they all looked at each other and they are like... And then the girl, the, like, nominated speaker was like,
0: oh, no, we're fine. Because it's is like, so we don't want to accurate. trouble you. Yeah, that is so accurate. <laughs> so
1: it's I think in terms of uh, introversion and extroversion for women, wanting to please other people, make other people comfortable, isn't associated with that. It's more so to do with how they've been brought up.
0: Yeah, true. So it's... I think that's an interesting point for sure. Yeah. But then there are some people who like I don't know because I kind of walk the line of sometimes when you're in a social situation, you're at a party, you're around boys or something, mm. you want to you you kind of go for the shock value. Mm. Like you want to make people feel like a little bit uncomfortable for mm. like the shock value of kind of providing entertainment. Mm. But like I don't know because sometimes that's why I feel like I have always gotten myself friends who will, who are more shocking than me. Or like, like I always make sure I have a few friends who are more like, like will just say something so shocking, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, oh, because it's like I'm just not brave enough to say that, but I do enjoy like doing that. Mm-hmm. But I, feel, I think that's. I, I feel the same. Like mm-hmm. I, I
1: will be that person sometimes, but I'm very, I can be very calculated about it. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like quite quiet Mm. and I'm more so comfortable just listening to people rather than putting my two cents worth in Mm. Um, I'll just like say something randomly about myself or that no one would have expected or something Yeah,
0: when you're quiet you have power because you can just easily like the element of surprise Mm. is so cool in a social setting
1: yeah and it's it's I guess a way of sort of Revealing myself a little bit more. And it is my attempt to sort of connect with other people in a way. Mm. It's definitely something that's that I do with everyone. Mm. Like, even my family as well. Like, I'm, I'm just a very private, mm. um, introspective person. It's just very hard for people to connect with me and for me to connect with other people. Because I just love spending so much time with myself. Yeah. Um, it's funny... Uh, we play this game called Bad People at Home, which is sort of like like a Cards Against Humanity type game, but um, there's a card that you put on, down on the table and it's like a question, like who is most likely to sort of blah 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 blah. Mm. And it's so interesting to see who we pair with what. Yeah. Um, like all the ones about being like this outrageous character in this hypothetical situation went to people who were who you would associate as extroverts mm. but ones that are like cards that were attributed to more like secretive sort of um, like oh no one would see this coming mm. sort of thing like I know this is a weird example but the card that everyone voted me for was who would be the most likely to secretly have a meth lab <laughs> and they all voted me <laughs> I was like what the hell like Am I like Brian Cranston in freaking like Breaking yeah. Bad or something? Like, is this <laughs> really how people view me? Yeah. <laughs> like, even like moments like that, I'm surprised by how yeah. other people see my introversion. Because mm. I
0: think people as well like fear the unknown or something. Like, well, I'm I don't know. This is not weird to say. It's not mm. weird to say. But like when it definitely it took me longer to feel like I was connected to you. Mm. Like, then the other girls, but not, like, not for any reason other than just, like, we were both reserved. Like, yeah. I feel like we're both reserved. And, like, I remember being at your house, or oh, at your grandma's house, and oh. thinking, like, I was, like, oh, I feel like we're both, like... This sounds weird because I'm going to say make the first move. Oh, but right. I was like, it feels like where we both don't want to make the first move <laughs> or something. Like, usually I will, like, ask lots of questions. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I connect with people is, like, I try and understand them, ask lots of questions. And I was like, oh, I feel like with Abby, I just have to, like, be vulnerable first. Mm. But, like, that was scary for me because usually I would just, like, ask other people
1: questions. <laughs> yeah, did you get told growing up, oh, people love to talk about themselves, just ask questions when meeting people, because I'm not sure if like, that's a universal experience, or if that's something that parents tell their kids who are less likely to be incredibly social.
0: I no, because I've just always been really inquisitive and curious about people, so like, yeah. I was always told, oh just just ask questions
1: about people, about themselves, because people love talking about themselves, Mm. I'm like People love talking about themselves. <laughs> why, why am I not? Why am I not like this? Like, if people ask me questions about myself, I will just give very short answers. Right. As a sort of like, why are you asking so, me so many yeah. questions? Like,
0: that's why I had to change my tactic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, it's definitely. I think. I think you're right in terms of connecting with people. I think the other person has to be vulnerable before me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. I think for me it is so ingrained to just not be vulnerable.
0: Right. I don't know why it's just sort mm. of A lot of people would probably relate to that.
1: It's probably an like an older sibling thing as well. In terms of why yeah. like, you have to put your younger siblings before yourself.
0: Yeah. You have to be the tough one, like the, the adult one. Yeah. yeah. Totally. That's a lot of pressure. Mm. Um, speaking of like connecting with people, previously we had talks and both said that like Well, I don't know if you said this, but (laughs) I definitely Mm -hmm. said, like, I don't really feel like I'm connected to someone unless I have, like, deep and meaningful conversation like this Mm -hmm. with them. Like, to me, we're not really, like, friends unless... We're not really, like, actual friends unless we've, like, had a proper deep conversation. Whereas some people can just, like, go out, party, they're my friends. But, like... I'm like, "Mm, I don't really feel like connected to you Mm -hmm. from
1: that. Yeah. Yeah, I think also with that, there needs to be some sort of level of trust established as well. Yeah. um, Which can definitely be gained without connecting with them first. Um, It's just something that takes time. Yeah. And once you have that trust established, I think connecting with them is a lot easier in terms of getting that deep conversation going. Yeah. but then there's also people who will reveal so much about themselves willy-nilly.
0: Yeah, and and sometimes, like, if people are like that, sometimes you can think, are you being fake? Or, like, do you really mean what you say? Like, I don't know, not really with revealing themselves, but, like, people who just constantly put themselves out there, like, compliment you, like, um, mm. compliment you a lot, like, tell you all these things about them and, like, say, like, oh, like... I don't know. I think it, I think that's actually unhealthy that I would mistrust that. Mm. But sometimes you think, like, oh, are you actually authentic or something? Mm. You know? And, like, in high
1: school, those were the people that were quite well-liked, like, across the board, in terms mm. of, like, groups of people in school. Yeah. They were
0: generally drawn to that.
1: I've, that was my experience, anyway.
0: But I think, like, my... Um, both my high school and my primary school, a lot of the people there had been there for ages. So mm. it was less about, like, your personality and more about how you started. Like, mm. your name. The history. Kind of thing. Well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: Uh Yeah, same situation with me. Like, I came into a new school in year 11. Mm. And it was pretty much just, like, because I was boarding. I was just I was boarders the the entire yeah. time. And it was quite a big school as well. So there was a lot... And people... Like, were there since, you know, the beginning. And yeah. the groups have been the same mm-hmm. throughout the entire time. So, yeah. I wasn't really concerned about, like, inf- inf- like infiltrating any of the groups, yeah. though. Like,
0: in high school, I just wanted to infiltrate, like, the group that I wanted to be friends with. Mm-hmm. But, um,. We won't talk about that. <laughs> but um, there was groups at school where it's like because you're new and you literally do not give a fuck about mm-hmm. like who that what their name is or like who they are on the popularity. Like mm-hmm. I did not care. Like they were they were girls who were like they you could just tell they thought that they were like the most mm-hmm. popular girls mm-hmm. and like I just treated them like I would treat anyone else. And they were well, they were pretty. Like rude to me at times, and like mm. I could just tell they didn't like me because I didn't like get down on my knees for
1: them. <laughs> yeah, people who view themselves so highly in school, to new people especially, they're quite like antagonistic in a way. Yeah, they're like, oh, they're protective.
0: T-? Yeah, especially if you're like they like almost immediately. As well. <laughs> yeah,
1: they almost immediately try to figure out what your weaknesses are. Mm. It's so totally. weird. <laughs> yeah, and it's like. Yeah, I don't know how people can be like that, to be
0: honest. Yeah. The world is built for extroverts. Let's talk about that. Absolutely, it is. And what were some of the key ways that kind of the book Quiet um highlighted for that?
1: Um, Well, I guess even today you can see, I see so many videos um, and like, not courses, but like, like things you pay for, all targeted towards people who have low self-esteem and the general gist of all these like workshops and videos is to to change your mindset and to become like it's like a self-help sort of thing yeah that it's like oh you're the problem the way you think is the problem and you just need to exude like all this energy but not only to exude it but to believe that you are this extroverted person in Mm. order to achieve success right and to have this life this really abundance of life, mm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. And the book Quiet talks about. Um, do you know Tony Robbins? No. He's in. Have you seen Shallow How with Jack Black? No. Um, he's he's in a scene in that where they're like stuck in an elevator. He's like this big, um, like motivational speaker in okay. the US. He makes like eighty million dollars a year. Wow. From being this extremely extroverted person okay. and essentially runs these like conventions and writes all these books about how you need to be this really outgoing person in, in order to be what? successful and like you need to change your mindset to make yourself be this powerful
0: person but like there's so much power in being um underestimated mm. And essentially,
1: he's just putting across that you need to be well-liked and I'm sorry,
0: but if confident. everyone was an extrovert, the world would be so fucking annoying. Oh, I don't be. think I'd leave my house. No. Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's like, he was selling, like, front row tickets to his conventions for, like, $2,000. Oh like, my god. Mm, this is sketchy. Mm. Um, but, like, he's an incredibly, like, alluring figure. Like, he's this massive, attractive guy mm, right. who's, like, extremely confident and he's just um, – he preaches some, like, really convincing stuff. Mm. So it's he's definitely hard not to like. But, yeah, I would say – like, I said it before, like, society definitely favours extroverted people, like, especially in the workplace. They were doing all these studies. Um, she was referring to all these studies about how um, – workplaces are trying to, like, organise their office space to, like, increase productivity. Oh, yeah.
0: Um,
1: and to no surprise, they found that, like, open workspaces decreases creativity and productivity. Yeah. Because everyone just feels like they're in this sort of, like, fishbowl. Totally. Um, and I think even now after COVID, like, with so many things, like, meetings and conferences going online via Zoom, um... I think we'll find that a lot of work can be done within your own space, and mm. she says how introverted people are already like this how um, solitude sort of um, I guess fosters creativity in a way and productivity because yeah. you're comfortable and you do, and you're uninterrupted.
0: I was just going to say i think we should touch on like how sometimes you could be toxically introverted like you you don't want to leave your house like you just always mm. stay at home and want to be alone but you could also be toxically extroverted like you can't be alone you're scared to be alone mm. have you ever had any of those experiences and how do you kind of combat them mm.
1: sometimes it can feel Like, you feel like your introversion becomes too selfish in, like, wanting to spend so much time alone. Right. And especially when I'm home, like, I feel guilty for wanting to spend time alone.
0: Oh, okay. Um, Yeah. But I don't think you should feel guilty about it. Like, I think that would Mm. be the wrong reason to be social, you know? Mm. Like, just because you feel guilty.
1: Yeah. Because if... Yeah, it's, it's, it comes back again to, like, wanting to make everyone feel comfortable.
0: Yeah. Um. But then again, it is, like, you know, if you've got friendships to, like, maintain, mm. it's, like, or, or you just find friendships that people who have that same style. Because, mm. like, I've been friends with some pretty introverted people before and, like, I must admit it's hard because it's, like, I need to maintain that friendship and sometimes they just, like, yeah, don't want to hang – never want to hang out, never want to, like, organise something, like, mm. flaky or something. And, like, to me, that's, like mm, – like, I am I feel like I'm putting in all the energy into the friendship. Mm. But then it's, like, that just means I have to find friends who are, like, the same style or something – and they would have to find friends who have the same style of friendship, if that makes
1: sense. Mm. Uh, coming back to that podcast that I listened to on that hike high- um... – they talked about how not only doing yourself a disservice but other people when you sort of spiral down that mm. rabbit hole in terms of like feeling guilty and it's like, oh, there's something wrong with me, why am I not yeah. enjoying social interaction when I should be? Yeah, and me
0: last semester when I would like stay at the uni for ages and I'm like, why am I not having fun right now? Like I'm around all my friends. I'm like, oh, I'm actually just burnt out from like socialising.
1: Yeah, but also like people can tell when you're like that as well. Like If you're just moping around,
0: like... Exactly.
1: They also feel like something's wrong with them.
0: And then you get self-conscious because you know you look like you're moping and, like... Yeah, yeah. I
1: think that's definitely a big thing when it comes to, like, toxicity and Mm. introversion. And extroversion, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Um, When it's sort of very apparent to other people
0: and it's just a... You're just going past your limit.
1: Yeah. And it's... It feels like a very, I guess, not unequal, but, um... Well, it's like there's you no have communication no energy to... to give. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if there's no communication between the two. Yeah. About what the other is feeling and yeah. what they need. Like, if you're burnt out because you're constantly giving and giving and yeah. giving. And, um, because this podcast was in the context of parenting. Right. And, um woman that was speaking was like oh like as a mother like I feel like I'm constantly giving and I'm like why am I not enjoying this more like my mother I should be like taking this in my stride Mm. sort of thing um and I guess that can also just relate to like friendships and relationships in general yeah um and I guess personality types if you're like that sort of like your love language is giving and acts of service yeah um
0: as well with mothering, it's like if you're a mother and you're giving yourself all the time and never taking any time for yourself, the times that you give feels half assed mm. Like, your kids will tell. Your kids will tell when you're not actually, like, giving them your energy, you know? Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, a weird one. It is a disservice to, yeah, yourself and everyone if you mm. don't take alone time. Well, the ways that I would, like, try to combat my toxic extroversion... Like, if I feel like I am spending too much time out. I Nowadays, I really ask myself, like, do I actually want to go out kind of thing? Do I actually want to go out or am I just thinking I should because I don't want to mm. be alone? Well, like, yeah, just
1: questioning your intentions mm, for everything.
0: Yeah. And um, then being, like, if I know I have a day of being at home, I'll do, like, lately I've just been, like, doing a little challenge for myself to do something fun, like, on my own. Like, maybe I'll just go for a walk, go somewhere, like... Mm. I know that sounds... that probably sounds crazy to you, (laughs) like... Go for a
1: walk. Yeah,
0: but, like, sometimes going for a walk by myself, if I'm in a bad, anxious headspace, sometimes it's actually hard (laughs) because Mm. I I get really self-conscious if I'm not with other people. Mm -hmm. When I'm, like, just existing in public on my own I feel like I'm so aware of like how everyone's perceiving me Mm. yeah I think that's just probably comes down to being extroverted because it's like you're always caring about what you're putting out into Mm. the world yeah get as many hobbies as you can oh really (laughs) yeah because like I don't know like I started reading learning French all this stuff because it's like otherwise what would I do like what do you do when you're alone um like usually besides (laughs) masturbate (laughs)
1: um like in terms of like I really don't get bored with myself and if I just have one thing that I do that day in terms of like getting out of the house I'm I'm happy what do you do
0: the rest of the day
1: um like I do a bit of reading and that's like go on my phone watch a movie or something but just being alone is just so much fun do you just sit
0: sometimes sometimes <laughs> really
1: like cooking as well just cooking for myself it like just taking pleasure oh, in, like yeah, simple cooking, things like yeah
0: that. i do that too definitely
1: like i don't necessarily work out yeah i don't necessarily fill up the hours um, with hobbies or activities like i don't feel like i need to entertain myself when i'm alone i just like being alone and not having that pressure of right being around other people and having to interact and also Help them fill their time for the day. Yeah, you know I mean.
0: yeah. We can try to wrap it up with this last question. What do you appreciate about extroverts? You say what do you appreciate about extroverts, and I'll say what I appreciate <laughs> about introverts.
1: Um, I like that. Well, both are sort of just attracted to each other in terms yeah. of um, sexually balancing. So. <laughs> in terms of like balancing out each other yeah that's what i appreciate them
0: the most like they have so much to offer each other yeah
1: definitely i know more about introverts so it's hard
0: (laughs) well like if you're in an if you're meeting a new person with an extrovert Mm. like i know that some people have told me like oh i'm glad when other people take the lead in like the conversation when you first meet someone or something Mm. i think
1: yeah i would definitely appreciate that but knowing going into any sort of social interaction that they're not drained by what's happening.
0: Yeah. Someone's holding up the fort kind of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think I just sort of mirror sometimes what other people are feeling and confuse other people's emotions for my own. Right. So, like, when extroverts are sort of very upbeat, I then myself feel upbeat. Yeah. Because I think what they're feeling is what Mm -hmm. I'm feeling. Even if that's not the case.
0: (laughs) I appreciate about introverts that they're just, like, they've got nothing to prove. Like, they're just chill. They take less energy to be around. Mm -hmm. Introverts, like, you can be really calm. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I think for me it's, like, so important that I have friends who are extroverts and introverts. Because it's, like, you need a balance, you know? Mm. If I was friends with all introverts, I'd probably feel like, oh, what, like, I feel like I'm carrying all conversations or Mm. i'm just like organizing everything but if i was friends with all extroverts i would be like so tired (laughs) Mm.
1: i guess that also like in terms of not having to prove yourself do you also feel like if you if you feel like i'm
0: competing so like okay this is like kind of a selfish thing but like introverts love listening Mm. I guess and like I love talking so it's just perfect (laughs) maybe that's why they're attracted to each other Yeah, maybe. but um I think that's a big thing for me is like when you're in a group of extroverts especially because I'm quieter than a lot of extroverts you're competing for airtime Mm. whereas I feel like introverts just give you the space to express yourself Mm -hmm. with like no pressure or anything
1: Mm. I guess that also comes down to like like, when you initially give other people space to start off with, you sort of uh, acclimatise to that for a while and sort of get a, almost like a profile on that person and how they um, how they are in social situations yeah. so that you can then give yourself space Yeah.
0: to, I guess,
1: be yourself.
0: Yeah, definitely. Sure. And hopefully, like, most extroverts, I feel like, would encourage, like, the introvert to open up kind of thing. Mm. Like, ask them questions, like... Yeah. Mm. I feel like when you're just, like, listening so much and observing so much, you can just get really wise. hmm And, like, you can read people really well. Yeah. Like, uh I feel like an extrovert might know how to, like, manipulate a conversation, but, like, I feel like an introvert just has a lot of knowledge about who people are and, like... Mm. what their motives are I guess
1: mm. yeah I guess um, yeah it really doesn't take much to change the course of a conversation with extroverts That's what i found with our uni friends like you can just mention one thing and the conversation takes a completely different trajectory <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> which is fun like
0: you're always on your toes if you know what I mean Like, it's sometimes it's fun <laughs> <laughs> not when we're getting work done It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true I'm inspired by introverts because the things that I find hard, they do a lot. So, like, I'm really inspired by the way you were just, like, I'm going to the beach, I'm going for a hike, like, all Mm. on your own. Mm. Like, that inspires me to do it more and it makes me know, oh, this is normal, like, I should challenge myself to do it, you know? Mm. I don't know
1: why. I just prefer to do things on my own. I guess it was... um...
0: Well, you don't have to rely on anyone. Yeah. You don't have to give anything out. You don't have to rely on anyone. Like, there's a lot of reasons why it's yeah. Good, you know? It's the same reasons why sometimes you want to work, like, on a project on your own because it's mm. like you know it's going to get done and you know it's going to go all your way. Like,
1: mm. Oh, that was the other thing. Um, one of the chapters in the book is titled When Collaboration Kills Creativity. Oh. And there's a quote from Einstein underneath. I'll read it out says, I am a horse for a single harness, no cutout for tandem or teamwork. For well I know that in order to attain my definite goal, it is imperative that one person do the thinking and the commanding. Right. And the chapter goes on to talk about how um, teamwork works really well when there's an introverted leader and extroverts sort of collaborating with that introverted leader. Or an extroverted leader with introverted team.
0: That makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, like, similar results in terms of, like, coming up with ideas. Like, mm. they both performed really well, especially in smaller group sizes. Mm. Anything over, like, eight or nine people, like, it, people start to become a bit less proactive in giving their ideas and brainstorming, that sort of thing. Mm. Um so, yeah, it just talks about that and how, like, and then, and then it goes into, like, workspaces and how if you're surrounded by heaps of people, you're sort of, you're very distracted, um, whether it's subconscious or not. Yeah. Um, and, like, how introverts sort of work better when they're alone and yeah. that
0: sort of thing. Well. When I was thinking about like in our course, like who would I put in my ideal team or something like that, I was just thinking of like team variations that I would like to try. Mm. And one that I really wanted to try, I was like, oh, everyone else in that group that I've just made in my head is an introvert. Mm. And I was just like, I guess that makes sense because it's like if you're in a, if you're an introvert leader in a group of extroverts, once you talk, the extroverts are going to be quiet because you don't talk that much so it's like important to listen Mm. if you're an extroverted leader in a group of introverts you're gonna like also have that space to talk as Mm. the leader something like that
1: yeah i guess when you think of leaders you don't necessarily think of introverts either and Mm. i think that's something that unless it's like
0: In, like, movies, this is Mm. what I love. So, like, I love dynamics in movies where there's, like, the extroverted guy, but, like, the real leader is, like, that mysterious guy (laughs) in the back. Like, you know, I'm trying to think of, like, characters who are like that. Like, really stoic. In, like, like, period dramas
1: as well, like, Mm. you have the, like, king who's ruling the land, but, like, their wife in the background is sort of, like, luring them... Through this, like, sex appeal, yeah, to like change their decision yeah. and sort of like convince them otherwise. Yeah. but like they obviously, it's not always as it seems. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what if you think about it this way, mm. and because it's behind closed doors and that's not sort of open um, to like public scrutiny, mm. they, the kings or the leaders, sort of then take it on as like, oh, I came up with this idea, I'm gonna present mm-hmm. it everyone. Yeah, so it's like. The wife was sort of like this single, like this quiet sort of like string puller, yeah, behind the curtain sort of thing. Definitely. Um, that's like um, Catherine the Great. You know the Great on Stan. With um, um uh, I haven't seen it,
0: um, but I I know the story. The, em- the the Russian empress. Yeah. Yeah. And she was with that crazy ass.
1: Yeah. Guy. Yeah. So essentially, she was sort of like trying to. Um, pulled the strings a bit, um, until she like plotted his assassination, mm. and then she took over, and everyone <laughs> loved her. Yeah, yeah. Because she was so progressive.
0: Yeah, well, something like Divergent might be like a good example because mm. it's like, Four is like he's a leader, but he's really quiet. Like mm. he he's reserved. He's quiet. Like he's not like, all right, everybody. Like mm. he's like do this. Yeah, he tells it as,
1: as it is, yeah. I guess, as well. Like, he's not afraid to upset
0: people. Yeah. I usually ask, what would the life of Abby look like once you're more qualified and a little less afraid?
1: I would be more connected with people, I
0: Because
1: okay. I'm definitely afraid to be vulnerable. Mm. And if that were to change, I would definitely be connected to more people. Right. On a personal and emotional level yeah which yeah it's definitely something i would like to have more of.
0: yeah well i think that's a good goal thanks so much for joining me um if you like listening to this podcast please share it with your mates and for updates about it follow at you and you underscore podcast on instagram thanks